0: Amen. Engineering Your Dreams, Part 1. Today, the subtitle of Part 1 is a word I believe from God to us this morning, and that word is, Dare to Dream Again. For some of us, it is just the first part. Dare to dream at all. Dare to dream. But for, for some of us still, it is Dare to Dream Again. Dare to dream again. We we are going to be um, looking at Genesis thirty-seven, but we we are going to start from verse three and four. Genesis thirty-seven. God is saying to you this morning: Dare to dream again. Dare, dare to dream again. Dare to dream again. Dare to dream again. Praise the Lord. Genesis thirty-seven. I read from verse 3. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph. A beautiful robe. The King James Version says, a robe of many colors. But his brothers hated him Because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. They hated him so much, they could not say a kind word to him. What was Joseph's sin? His father favored him. Praise the name of the Lord. For those of us that have um, one than one children, one than one child, plenty of children, um, one of the easiest ways to get your children to kill themselves is by single, singling out one person and calling him or her your favorite. That's the fastest route to sibling... Rivalry and slaughter. Praise the name of the Lord. Because we are human beings, made in the image of God, we will prefer inevitably one. You will you you be tilted to one than the others. But it is wisdom for you to keep a level playing field. It is what? It is wisdom. Because it's not all your children that are emotionally mature to handle it. If there's one thing my mother does very well, it's just what I've just described. She made sure we all had an even playing field, even though we all knew who the favorite is. We all know. Everybody knows. But she did it in such a way that she was fair. And for my mom, it's not me. I'm sure you know that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. But she was fair, she was she was seen to be fair, and she was really, really fair. She will never my mom till tomorrow says I don't have favourite. I teach all of you to say we all look at ourselves, but we all know who the favourite is. I would say more than like that. Praise <laughs> the truth is that favour is not fair. Favour is not fair. Because the reason for, fa- for, for being a favorite can be totally subjective. It can just be, the, the, the father may just don't know why. Favor is not fair. If it is fair, then it's not favor. If it is fair, then it's not favor. Favor is not fair. So, I, I, and I'm convinced that God has chosen to favor you this year and beyond in Jesus' name. So, don't expect it to be fair. You have to be comfortable with it. Some of us, God is delivering something to us. And we are convincing God that we don't really, you see, God, you know, um, um, you should have given somebody else. God, you are favoring me too much. Well, welcome to God's favorite house. It's called God's favorite house for a purpose. If God, the most high God, that can be in every place at every, at every time, at any time. If you we were to choose one church that okay, I'm going to one place to worship on a Sunday morning, where will it be? Is it our fault? Praise the Lord. <laughs> it is not. And the and the reality of favour is that favour attracts attacks. Favour attracts attacks. The Bible says the brothers of Joseph hated him. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says that a friend loves at all times. A friend is loyal always. A friend he loves at all times. But a brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for adversity. Now, these brothers that are born for adversities hated him. Joseph was practically hopeless. Many times we we, we say to ourselves, if I am favored, how come, how come, you know, I'm struggling here and I'm struggling there? The truth is that sometimes it's really because you are favored. It's really because you are favored. Look at Job. The, the guy was minding his business. JJ, I was a JJ. And God says to Satan, Have you considered my servant, Job? Oh, God. That was the beginning of Job's problem. So the next time God is boasting about you, I say, God, please, no, please. I beg now. Have you seen family? I said, God, please, please. That was the beginning of Job's problem. Look at uh, Mary, that mother Jesus. The angel said, You are highly favored among women. That was the beginning of our problem. You say, Problem? Yes. Premarital pregnancy. Right? That's what it's called, right? If she was in GFH, she would have given her a special seat <laughs> as punishment. <laughs> Why? Because who would believe that story? I was alone in my room. The only I, are the <laughs> Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Would you believe it? That was the beginning of our problem. Then she was about to give birth. Then there was this census. They had to be running at a skelter, heavily pregnant. They got to the, to, to, to the hometown. There was no room in the hotel. They had to give birth in a manger. That was the beginning of a problem. Running, the, a king, the most powerful king, wanted to kill a son. They were running from, from, from country to country. Then she had the ultimate punishment any parent can have. She saw her son crucified. Highly favored. You will experience unparalleled favor. Yeah. You say, still say amen? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> because so shall it be. Yeah. In Jesus' name. But you see, I need to let you know the truth about favor. And for us, you you need to understand that you should never envy somebody that is favored. Never envy somebody that is favored. Rather, celebrate them. If somebody is favored in their business, their businesses begin to prosper. The natural The carnal tendency is to be jealous and to be said to God, Eh, what about me? After all, if you pack the attendance, I I came to church every Sunday. This person missed two Sundays out of 52 Sundays. You are even keeping records. That's the natural carnal tendency. But when you see somebody that is favored, what should you do? Celebrate. Celebrate them. Even if your flesh struggles... Deliberately celebrate them. Why? Because you attract what to celebrate. If you celebrate favor, eventually you will what? You attract you'll be favored. You attract favor. That's the first reason why you have to celebrate. Second reason is envy insulates you from God's favor. Envy builds a shield around you. So even if God's way, God's favor, your time for favor comes, guess what happens? The shield of envy repels it. That will not be your portion yeah. in Jesus' name. You need to rid your heart of envy. There's nothing anybody has that I'm envious of. Nothing. Deliberately. Why? Because if I even really need it, God says if we not withhold anything good from them that fear him. If I don't have it, perhaps I don't need it. Perhaps the person needs it. And God has given the person, praise God! If I really think I need it, and the person has it, I'll praise God all the same. Why? Because when I celebrate it, what happens? I attract what I celebrate. I attract what I celebrate. And I can go to the Father and ask anyway, like Moses did. I can go to the Father and say that you are not a respectable of persons. I thank you for this sister. I thank you for this brother. And I thank you for what you have done in their lives. And it shows me that since you are able to do it in their lives, you can do it in my life also. Do you understand which is why we prophesy when we, when we, call, when we give our testimonies? That same God that did it for me, we do it for you. That's what we say. Praise the name of the Lord. So we attract God's favor. You can deliberately attack God's favor by doing three things. Obviously, maybe not exhaustive, but these three things. By knowing about these three things. The first thing you need to know about attracting God's favor is that it is a divine choice. God chooses to be, to favor. Who chooses to favor? Exodus 33, God said to Moses, I will have compassion on whom I choose to have compassion. Who can question me? Praise the name of the Lord. You see, but Romans eight thirty-two shows us that once you are in Christ, everybody say in Christ, Romans 8.32 shows us that once you are in Christ, you are favored. Because he that did not withhold his son, Jesus, from us, what else will he withhold from us? The most important thing to God was his son, Jesus, and he gave him up for us. If you are in Christ, you qualify as God's chosen. If you are in Christ, you are God's favorite already. Praise the name of the Lord. So, we are not just sitting around there hoping that, oh, God, maybe you will choose me. Maybe, no, 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 no. Okay, except you are not saved. If you are not saved, you can settle that today. Or if you are saved, you're back. you can settle that today. If you are saved, you are in Christ God has chosen to favor you. Say, I receive that in Jesus' name. That is so comforting. So comforting. In other words, I'm I'm not going to struggle to get it. I already have God's favor. That's the first thing you need to know. The second thing, it is for those that are hungry for it. Moses discovered, God said to Moses, Moses, I will show mercy A whom I will show mercy. I will be compassionate. I don't want Moses to say And Moses he says, hey, start with me now. As it, and it occurs to me that it appears that it is people that ask that receives. It is people that go to God and, 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 and place a demand for it that God releases to. So Moses said, God, here I am. I pray to God like this sometimes. You know, I said to God, I said, God, you know that if you just decide now to favor me in a very, very awesome way, let's, let's have an experiment. Let's see who will question you. Favor me first, then we will now see who will question you. <laughs> that is that a good deal? Cabia, we'll see you. In other words, no one can question you. The God of heaven, Kabio. Kabio. See, the, the third thing you have to know about attracting God's favor is that it kind of locates the people that are called God-pleasers. The people that God, 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 God's favor locates people that please God. Psalm 91 verse 14. says, Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I favor him. Because, God is saying, because David has set his love upon God. Therefore God says I will favor David. In other words, because it has, David has taken it upon himself to please me. If you have, If you have six children or seven children or four children... And as they grow up, let's assume that three out of four of them really don't give a damn about you. But there's just one that comes and, you know, is always there for you. You know, always get your stuff done. Always, you know, make sure you have money. Always make sure you're happy. Always calls you. Always sends you SMS. What will happen over time? Your heart will be drawn to that child. And while you can pray for all your children, when you get to that child, what happens? Your heart just explodes. The same thing with God. We are all his children. But have you checked in this morning? Have you prostrated before the king of kings and and lord of lords flat on your face and just say, I've just come to show up, lord, just to say thank you for this morning? Have you done that this morning? For nothing. I've not come to ask for anything. I I just come to, you know, hang out. Over time, what will happen? God, because he's a person, will be craving you. Will be craving, okay, if is going to show up now, you say to the angels, wait, 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 as soon as he wakes up, you guys, watch what he's going to do. Watch what he's going to do. And the whole of heaven are waiting. As soon as he wakes up, I just saw myself, and I get down from my bed, and I follow my face, "Boah!" and I say, BSU. The first time I I started doing it, you know, I was going to roll, and I kind of like to be dramatic sometimes. Have you noticed? I was going to roll on my bed, you know. My wife caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me, leave me, leave me. You know, say, hey, what's wrong with you? I say, wait, 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 wait. I rolled. I just landed on the floor. Boah! I say, oh, here I am. Before your throne. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> just showing up. Just loving God. Nothing. Just, just loving him. I've not come with 10,000 prayer requests. I, I, I just want to say I love you. You know that song? Amen. I've forgotten the words. I was hoping that these people will help me. But they're just smiling at me like, yes. We got him now. Second <laughs> Chronicles, Chronicles sixteen nine says that the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro over the earth, seeking to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are totally loyal to him. God is looking for who to favor this year. He's looking, he's looking, who to favor this year. And he's saying, the word of God has given us the expo. It's those whose hearts are totally what? Loyal to him. Those who please him. Those whose all-consuming passion is to please him. Now, if God, if you're looking for God, some people are looking for miracles up and down, looking for God, looking for breakthrough, looking for anointing, looking for everything. If you're looking for God and God is looking for you, if Mr. A is looking for God and Mr. B, God is looking for Mr. B, who will you find God first? God is saying, My eyes, I'm looking. I'm looking. And Proverbs 16, 7. Proverbs sixteen seven, the word of God says in Proverbs 16 7. That when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Listen, the the Bible does not say that he is going to make his enemies to be his friends. They will still be his enemies, but he make it. Everybody say make it. Yes. He will force your enemies out to you. Yes. He will force them. You see, they think they can do without you. But he will make sure that that thing they need it to be inside your pocket. So when they are parabolated and parabolated and parabolated, they say, ah, it's like we need to go and beg this boy, Sha. Oh, this girl, I think I need to go and beg this girl. That's how God does his stuff. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how God does his stuff. He says he makes even his enemies. By the time he made Joseph's brothers to be at peace with him, did he not do that? How, how did they be at peace with him? Joseph had their bread in his pocket. Let me go on. Some people have received that. Some people are still wondering what I'm talking about. And I pray everybody receives it in Jesus' name. Now, Joseph was hated for being favored. To compound Joseph's problem, he he was a favored dreamer. If you are favored, you, you attract attack. If you are a dreamer, you will attract attack. Now combine the two together. Double jeopardy. So he was doubly hated. Verse 5 of, of Genesis 30, 37, verse 5, it says, One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more. The first one was for the favor. The second one was for was for the dream. But the Bible says, but God was with Joseph. But God was with Joseph. I'm praying that the presence of God, the tangible presence of God, will be with you consistently in the mighty name of Jesus. But God was with Joseph. In Acts, I think it's 16, when he was talking about the 19th story of Joseph, he says, but God was with Joseph. I mean, look at it. In other words, when Joseph was in the pit, what happened? God was with Joseph. Joseph was still favored in the pit. Some of us, because we are in the pit, we, we begin to curse God. We begin to say, Oh, where's the favor? No, 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 no. The favor is going to bring you out of the pit. Joseph was in Potiphar's house. The Bible says, God was with Joseph. Joseph from Potiphar's house, he was in prison. The Bible says, God was with Joseph. Joseph from the prison to the palace, the Bible says, God was with Joseph but some of us it's only the palace that we recognize God but I'm saying to you today that the God from the pit the same God in Potiphar's house the same God in the prison and the same God that will take you to the palace praise the name of the Lord the same God the same God and you, I am saying, praying over you today, that you will work stronger and stronger in Jesus' name. Amen. You will. Psalm twenty-three, verse five. The Word of God says that, "For Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of who?" And that will be your testimony in Jesus' name. A table is going to be set before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Some are complacent while, while being favored. They are favored. You are favored, but they are complacent. God is saying to you today, dare to dream. Dare to dream. The devotional, a few days ago, um, the um, Fresh Fire devotional was saying, and Isaiah 43, that's verse 19, God says, behold, I will do a new thing. And the example was given of, imagine, that's how God deals with us. God says, behold, I will do a new thing. Can you not see it? It's going to spring forth. So God expects us to see the things he wants to do before he does them. It's like saying to your son, maybe your son has been saying to you, Daddy, I want, um, what do children want these days for Xbox? okay ipad okay the child says daddy I want an ipad for my new year's gifts thank you for my birthday gift thank you for my christmas gift but I want a new year's gift I want an ipad for a new year's gift and the father calls the boy and says call with me my boy and the boy follows him outside and the father says see your ipad behold can you not see? And the boy, what will he say? Is this man okay? And you said, "Oh boy, be all that we do anything. I will make a way in the wilderness." But I need you to see this iPad. And the boy says, "God, I, Dad, I can't see no iPad. <laughs> Buy the iPad, and I will see." it the same thing. That's how God does with us. And that's how some of us respond. God is saying to you, see the new thing I want to do. It's like, it's like an instruction for us to see. it. It's as if we have the capacity to see it. It's as if he's giving us the capacity to see this new thing he wants to do. And we are wondering, Lord, we, wh- wh- I can't see it. But God is saying, behold, I want to do, I'm doing this new thing. I want you to see it. You have to accept that you can see it. First, praise the name of the Lord. God is saying, dare to dream. It is not enough to be favored. It is not enough to have dreams. Favor opens doors for dreams to come to fruition. Favor opens doors for dreams to come to fruition. If you are favoured and you don't have a dream. It's like filling your car with fuel and no direction, nowhere to drive the car to. Favour is what brings our dreams to reality because it is not by power. So, okay, now, I say, Pastor, you're saying dream, 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 dream. I mean, what exactly is a dream? What is a dream? When we say a dream, we are not necessarily talking about when you sleep. And you have a dream. But Pastor, me, I don't dream. So does it mean I don't have a dream? No. Even if you don't dream. Even though that is very strange, you still have a dream. You should still have a dream. Oh, my pastor, when I dream, ah, sometimes it's masquerade, I see, oh, (laughs) is that my dream? If you have been seeing masquerade today, it will come to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's not a dream necessarily, that is a part of the dream. God can give you a dream in that state. Of being asleep. In fact, the Bible says in Joel that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all men, and your sons and daughters shall see Your old men shall. And some people say that if you are dreaming, if God needs to knock you down to show you a dream, it means you are an old man. You should be awake and see the dream, the vision clearly. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we talk about the dream, what's a dream? A dream is a mental picture of what could be. A dream is a mental picture of what could be. This is possible. It's possible for my marriage to be happy, to be harmonious, for it to be filled with joy. That's a dream. It is, it is it's something that could be. It is possible that, that, that I am wealthy and I don't beg. It is a dream. It could be more specific. It, it is possible for us to charge our phones without plugging it into a cable or putting it in a, any device. And they claim it's wireless charging. If it's real wireless charging, put it there. And let the power go from there to there. Hey, that's wireless charging. Praise It is possible. That becomes a dream. A mental picture of what could be. It could just be a still picture. It could be a motion picture. It could be a still picture without sound. It could be a still picture with sound. It could be a motion picture without sound. It could be a motion picture, sound. A motion picture with sound. That's a dream. So Pastor, you mean this idea that I had that I, I, I want to make sure that every working wife still has fresh food, hot, fresh food on the table by the time she comes back from work at eight o'clock for her husband. That dream. Is, it, is, it, is that that idea? Is that a dream? Yes. Praise the Lord. Oh, you mean, pastor, that this thing, this thing I've had, that everyone in this whole lekki will be literate. Is that a dream? Yes. This thing I've had, that every pregnant woman the, 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 will not abort, at least for preventable reasons, in this whole area. Is that a dream? Yes. I'm just kind of giving you an example. I'm not... I'm not sharing your secrets. Praise the Lord. But some have had dreams and have let it die. Let it die because of opposition. Some of us, we let these dreams die because of... We've waited and waited and waited and waited. Now, this series, you are going to learn what it is to engineer your dreams. Not just wait passively. and hope that it will come to pass... What to do to take it from A to Z. Everything in between, by the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. We have shared it with people that should have our back, but they turn their back and we let down. And we let the dreams down. Let them go. You were mocked. (laughs) And people said to you, Behold the dreamer. And some of us can't take the mockery. And because people abuse you, you let the dream die. Or you've allowed the crabs to claw you. You know what they call the crab mentality? Crabs, you know, you know, when they put crabs in a basket, you know they don't cover it. They don't bother covering it. Just put them in a the basket. Nobody will, no crab will escape. You know why? One crab wants to crawl, crawl out. The others will say, you you have a vision of a better life, they will pull that crab down. The other one will try and escape, they will pull the crab down until they all just accept. Every club crab that has clawed you will lose their claws in Jesus' name. Amen. And every barrier that that has created in your mind will be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. You have to leave the crab basket. Praise the name of the Lord. So the word for you is dare to dream again, dare to dream again. And we said this dream is not wishful thinking. No, 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 it's not wishful thinking at all. Because God expects you to to, to take that dream and work it. Proverbs twelve eleven. Proverbs twelve eleven says you should work your Land. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. I'm not, I'm not talking about building castles in the skies, things I don't, that I, no, that's not what I think. We are talking about ideas that heaven will drop in your heart, beginning from today. The ones heaven has dropped. Heaven will rekindle in Jesus' name. Amen. So, when a dream becomes a vision, it becomes powerful. What's the difference between a dream and a vision? We're going to begin to go into all that next week. i just mention it briefly. A, br- a, a, a dream is a mental picture of, of what? what could be. A vision, is, on the other hand, is different. A vision, when you contact a vision, when you're able to distill a dream down into a vision, you have a powerful force that will change your life, totally. A vision is a mental picture of what could be and should be. So, a a vision is, is, is going beyond what could be and going to this should be. What is the filter? We'll deal with all that by God's grace from next week. But the dream that God has given you, everyone whose dreams have been, Docile and passive, or perhaps dead. I'm praying that the power of the Holy Spirit will resurrect in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is saying, "Dare to dream again. Dare to dream again." Joseph, verse nine, Genesis 37, The Bible says, "And Joseph had another dream." After they hated him even more, they could not speak peaceably with him. Guess what the guy did again? God is saying, "Dare." to dream again, dare to dream again. And finally they said, come on, verse 20, let's kill him. Let's throw him into one of these cisterns. When we can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him up, then we will see what becomes of his dreams. Many of us, we are wondering, why all these attacks Why all this, you know, all this pressure we are feeling. uh, Listen, it has nothing to do with you as a person. It has everything to do with your dream. Your dream meaning where God is taking you. Praise the name of the Lord. And the enemy is saying, okay, we shall see what will become of our dreams. We shall see what will become of his dreams. And I'm praying, as they have said it, they will see what will become of your dreams in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm praying, I'm praying over you that the God of heaven that breathes upon dry bones and they came back to life, an exceeding great army, every dead dream that heaven has given you, God will breathe on them in the mighty name of Jesus and raise them back to life in Jesus' name. Two things about dreams. Are we close? Number one, to receive a dream, go to the balcony. To receive a dream, do what? Go to the balcony. What's the balcony? Balcony, when we're growing up, is where our dad will lounge, sit down, take his paper, right? I just cross his leg, and just the breeze will just be blowing on the guy. We have <laughs> we have gold beside you. Don't have gold at your back on you, you know. And but it's a picture of relaxation, where you are in tune with God. A place. To get an idea from heaven. Abacok Kuk 2. "I will, I will set my watch. I will go to my balcony. I will see what it will say to me. A place to get Elijah a larger perspective. A place to keep your eyes on the big picture. A place to get a vision, a dream for your life, for your family, for your finances, for your assignments. What is the dream for your family this year? What's the the dream for your husband, for your wife this year? What's the dream for your finances this year? A lady was reminding me a few days ago that when I said to them, to, to everybody in church, that wives, when you go home, ask your husband, what's your dream for me? What's your dream for this family? What can you see? Nothing very spooky or spiritual, but what can you see in your mind's eye for us this year? Just share it. Tell me. So that's an exercise today. Praise the Lord. Make sure you are doing it over (laughs) light mill. It's on the battleground. Don't bring out the gun and say, tell me. What can you see? No, 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 no. But listen, because the guy can see something already, that's how men are wired. He may not be able to he may not we are not very articulate. He may not be able to say it, he may not have said it, but he has seen something. Your job is to what? Bring it out of him. That thing you have seen. Tell me. Say I've not said you have seen something. Talk. President. <laughs> so to to some of us we need to Start from where we are and think, and think. A lot of of people don't even think. I think it was Bill Gates, that his mom. He locked himself up in a room when he was a child. And his mom was looking for him all over the house. And the mom finally found him and said, Ah, what are you doing here, alone, in the room? And Bill Gates was shocked. and says, Mom, I'm thinking, don't you? Don't you have a time where you just... Actively engage this your brain. Many of us don't. And we have to learn how to do it. You have to learn to take the break. You have to learn to rest. Rest. I'm not saying sleep. And move away from your normal things, that, the things that normally would put pressure on you. And rest. I've shared um, my three sprung... Strong strategy of resting, which I learned from Rick Warren, I've been using it for years, and it's so effective. I'll share it again. You deflect daily. You withdraw weekly. You abandon annually. If you watch my life, I deflect daily. I withdraw weekly, and I abandon annually. I deflect daily. Every day, there are things I do that are just mundane. It could be a wrestling match with my wife. I'm not saying we are fighting, <laughs> as if we are just tumbling down, you know. Or, and I touch you last. You guys know I touch you last? Try and do it with your wife. They always win. <laughs> you know, I touch you last and go, and they will touch you. Last. You know, I. It's just something that's. In the process, you are letting your mind lose. Some of us play games. Some of us, you know, just jog. You know, deflect daily. Withdraw weekly. Withdraw weekly. You should have a weekly time of thinking. I hope at least abandon an early. Like I said, it's a strategy that has worked for me. You may, may adapt it or adjust it or tweak it to work for you in a way, whatever way that works for you. But have a strategy. Abandon annually. I abandon a couple of times annually where I just like, you know what? I'm not going to think about, I'm just going to go and kick stone somewhere and just think, praise the Lord, Second thing you need to know about dreams. This is very powerful, very very powerful. Is you need to learn how to serve the dreams of others. You need to learn how to serve the. You see, unfortunately, we have a generation that erroneously think, oh, I have my own dream, and I'm like, people don't even understand how this thing works. That's why people are frustrated are miserable. You need to learn to serve the dreams of others. Propagating when Joseph learned in the hard way that propagating his own dreams landed him where? In prison. But helping others fulfill their dreams landed landed him where? In the palace. When he was propagating his own dreams, landed him in prison. But when he dedicated himself to help others fulfill their dreams, landed him where in the palace. So powerful. So, so powerful. I went, I went to pray for uh, someone in church uh, that just bought a new house or built, I don't even know, but it was a new house. And I was, I was at the end, after praying for the house I, I was going, I was just saying to, to him that you know, this, this had my um, we were talking about work and fulfillment. I said to him that this is like the height of my fulfillment. He says he doesn't understand. He says it's his house. I say exactly. I say that when you fulfill your destiny, possess your land, I have fulfilled my destiny. I have possessed my land. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't mean I have a room in your house. I probably, I've never stepped in that house, in his house for over a year that I've prayed over it. But I was saying, I, I've been saying this Since I became a pastor, a lot of you have heard me say it: the fulfillment of my destiny is when you fulfill your destiny. A good place to clap for Jesus. So when someone, you know, our, our vision is to be filled with the life of Christ Jesus, released into our destiny our fulfillment of our destiny is when you are released into your destiny. Otherwise, we have not fulfilled our destiny. So when people in God's... When there's one person in God's with house that is yet to be released into his our destinies, guess what? My destiny is not yet fulfilled. I'm still working through this. I'm saying that for about eight years ago. Because that's, that's what I saw in the word of God. Joseph... When you make your own dream priority, when you're propagating your dream, your own just mean just you will land in prison because even your brothers will hate you. When you make it about other people's dreams, serving use your own dream to serve other people's dreams, you end up where? Now, a lot of us are comfortable because you know, it's a major shift we need to do. Major shift. Major shift. When you propagate your dreams, you create competition, particularly from the immature. But when you propagate the dreams of or about others, you create a community. When you propagate your dreams, it is, it is it is it is my dream, it is my dream, it is my dream. You will never hear me say this is my dream. No. Our vision is to what? Build. Our vision is to what? Be filled. Our vision. home try it with your spouse if you are always talking about yourself your vision your your spouse will become your number one competitor if he or she is immature and let me tell you something my from my experience 80 percent of people are immature believe me it's so sad even in church it's so so sad so when you when you propagate your your dream on people, you create competition because immediately the immature mind says, ah, "I'm me too. I'm me too. I'm me too. I'm me too." Then what do you have? You have people that are supposed to be working together, fighting each other. But when you when you make it about other people, which is what God has really given you the vision for, how many grains of rice can Joseph eat in a year? So we, we don't get the support that we need because we've made it about ah it's my own, yeah, it's my own, it's my own. It's not your own. Sorry. The only person that must be in God's favorite house is who? The most important person is who? It's Jesus. The only person that must be in every service is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. If you walk away here from here, understanding this principle, you see how quickly the vision God has shown you will come to pass. There are things that God has shown me that I can never share them. I don't share them with people. Maybe my wife alone. Why? Because I don't think that's what God wants me to do. God has given me something to share with people. That is what I will share. Praise the name of the Lord. You try it. Go home and tell carry all your extended family. Says God has shown me a dream. I will stand and all of you will bow to me. Find out what will happen. These scriptures are written so that we don't make the same mistakes. It will land you in prison. But you go and say, This is the vision God has shown me on how we are going to save the whole world for Jesus. And guess what? Everybody begins to see their part in that vision. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But because that's the truth anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, God's name is glorified. Praise the name of the Lord. So as we round up. It's not enough to have a vision or a dream. If you don't have favor, that dream is going to become a nightmare. It'll become a nightmare. The first thing to secure is what? Favor. It's favor. It's favor. And the first thing to know about favor is God is at God's discretion. And you the Concrete way to secure that discretion, as it were, is to be in Christ. Is to be in Christ. So that you can be at peace with God. That's where you need to start from. I want to pray with all of us. Here. Two sets of prayers. Let's bow our hearts and bow our heads. The first set of prayer. The first set of prayer is... For those that are saying, ah, Pastor, that is new. This is a new year. I want to turn a new leaf. I want to turn a new leaf this new year. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to come under that covenant of favor. Or oh, I used to be born again. I'm backslidden. There's no lying about it. But I want to come back today. I've made up my mind. I'm a child of favor. I should not be perambulating my life like this. I want to pray with you, my brother and my sister. Talk to God, talk to God. The second um, prayer um, group of people, which includes all of us, they're gonna say to God, Lord, I cannot see the truth about these dreams. I I ask for your wisdom, I ask for your wisdom, I ask for your wisdom, I ask for your wisdom. Go ahead and ask God for wisdom. Wisdom to navigate. Wisdom to bring this whole thing that God has put in your heart about that business, about that, that family. To bring it to fruition so that you don't, you don't land in the prison. So rather, you land in the palace. Talk to God if you have the card I want to pray with you now Father we pray for everyone that has received the card they've cried to you they've asked for forgiveness of their sins Lord and they've accepted you as their Lord and Savior Lord we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you reveal yourself to them change their lives oh God empower them to live for you this year and beyond and let your name be glorified Lord we pray for everyone every one of us Here on the internet, everyone that will listen to this message, I think we pray that the wisdom that is required to bring our dreams to fruition that you give unto us. In the mighty name of Jesus, honor and glory be given to you, Father. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the name of the Lord.